every Sunday night you can listen in to aspire to a new guest who joins us to talk about how to reach our fullest uh, potential and make our aspirations happen into real life. Tonight I have Helen Collard. Thank you. Good evening, Alex. So tell us, Helen, what makes you aspire? So what drives you to to hope for new things? Just starting off with a little question there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm no good at small talk. <laughs> no, that's beautiful, Alex. Thank you. So what? Well, I just feel like I have been given this gift of life on this earth from two beautiful parents and it's kind of like my responsibility to do my best to reach my highest potential and to see what I can do in this life. That's a fabulous answer for a Sunday. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, you are the owner of the Yamea Centre. For Reiki and Wellbeing. Reiki and Wellbeing. Yep. In Keene Street. That's right. Now, the thing about Keene Street, Lismore, if you're an out-of-town listener, is that everything's on Keene Street. You can go to the bank, you can get vegan food, you can go to the vet, you can go to Lincraft, and you can go to the Reiki and Wellbeing Centre that's right. Why would I walk in the door? Tell me more about what you've created there. Sounds fantastic. Actually, Alex, first of all, I have to ex- extend an invitation to you because you haven't been to the Emmaus Centre yet. So I want to see you there real soon for one of our events. Um, but first of all, the Emmaus Centre is an amazingly beautiful, warm place. It's been very lovingly created by myself um, with some help from my partner and um, some other beautiful people. So it's a very warm, safe, nurturing and inviting space, uh, first of all. So it's very aesthetically pleasing. And second of all, I really believe that Lismore is emerging as the holistic centre for for well-being in the Northern Rivers. And so I'm really thrilled to have the Yamea Centre for Reiki and Wellbeing right smack bang in the centre of Lismore. And so what I'm doing there and what people could experience there is, first of all, basically a range of holistic services. So I really love the idea of allowing people to choose what what they're drawn to with regard to their well-being. There's so many modalities available, so many practitioners. And what I really love is um, having a range of offerings so that people can choose what it is they're interested in. And of course, because we are not only, um, we're, because we are multifaceted beings, so we are actually holistic beings. Um, so we are spiritual, we are physical, we are mental, we are emotional. Um, and so therefore we need to take care of ourselves on all of those levels. So it's basically about uh, allowing people to nurture themselves and to care for themselves on all of those levels. I myself, I offer Reiki, so I'm a Reiki master. I've been uh, practicing Reiki for 10 years and it's been a transforming experience for me and it's really supported me to, um, I guess, sort through some bad habits and, you know, including sort of belief systems that I had that weren't serving me and... Did they serve you once when, when, you, when you're looking at clearing those belief systems? Did they turn up because at one time in your life... Is it just about letting go of those belief systems? 
Yeah, well, I think, and and I love talking from my personal experience because I do feel that um, that adds value to my work and it's something that I'm really passionate about and and really part of both my Reiki training and my training at university. So I have a Bachelor of Trauma and Healing, which I studied at Lismore um, in the College of Indigenous Australian People and it's just one of the the many amazing sort of diamonds of wisdom that I I get from my Reiki training and also my trauma and healing training that is that if you want to do this work, if you want to support people in this way, then you need to do your own work Mm. and you need to sort yourself out. And and that's an ongoing lifelong journey where we're continually evolving as human beings and working through our stuff. So to go back to your question, yes, I do believe those beliefs served a purpose at one time. Mm. And so it might be that I told myself this this thing because that's what kept me safe at Mm -hmm. that point in my life. And so it absolutely served a purpose. Um, But as I continue to gain more self-knowledge and work through my story um, then I get to different points in my life where I no longer need that belief because I'm ready to step out of it and and evolve and transform so yeah I think it's about keeping safe and so sometimes we you know we we have things because that's what keeps us safe at that time and that's important to be safe um, and then you know as we as I sort of, I like to use the analogy of an onion and Mm. and the onion has lots of layers. And so as we grow and as we develop and as we um, look deeply into ourselves, we peel off layers of the onion. And and once we get a layer off, it's like a a snake shedding skin. Um, And so we emerge from that feeling renewed and rejuvenated and fresh and rebirthed even perhaps. And then we go along our journey and then, you know, we get to another point in time where it's time to, to work on another layer. I think that's my biggest shock when I um, had that epiphany, you know, where you kind of go, I've got it, you know, and life goes so well because you've really opened up this door only to discover that it's another door. And it's like, I really thought I had that. <laughs> Dang it. Yes, that's that's so true. But, you know, I, I like to think that we never go backwards. Mm. And that when we do take a layer off, we we actually do shed that skin and we do mm. evolve and transform. But sometimes we come back to, you know, we get, get to to the next layer along the trunk and we go, didn't we do this one? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I've done this. I'm, I'm sure I've done yeah. this. And it's true, we have we have done a part of that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's again, um, you know, we are multifaceted beings. So it's not sort of looking at things. And, and this is sort of getting, you know, back into my philosophy of interconnectedness. And mm. so it's looking at, you know, our existence as, you know, being a part of an interconnected world where we're interconnected with the land, the people, the animals, the plants, the waterways, the skyways mm. um, and, and the ancestors or the spirit world. Um, and then when we look at ourselves as holistic beings, then I was mentioning earlier that we're spiritual, mental, physical um, and emotional beings. And so, you know, looking at, you know, perhaps we worked on a certain aspect of that, that issue and now we're, we're on another little aspect of that issue. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all connected, uh, but I don't think we ever go backwards. No, and I think when that other, when that, comes back up again it's kind of like, oh this is a lot easier than last time it's kind of like just getting 
through it going, can you really do it? And you're mm. like, yeah, I really can. And getting to the next bit. Yes, you can. So uh, belief systems, old belief systems, um, is that what Reiki can help with when, when if I come into you, Maya, and meet with you? Is it discussion or is it body work? Sure. So if you come to me for Reiki, um, there's... I'm very excited actually to announce that I'm just about to add a new service to my offering. So at the moment, um, you can come to me for a Reiki treatment or a healing heart attunement. Mm. And both of those consults would be one hour. And with the Reiki treatment, what we do is we have a chat to begin with, just to find out where you're at, how are you physically, how are you mentally, how are you emotionally, um, how is your sleep going, how's your diet at the moment, just so I can get a picture of where you're at. Um, and then I just explain, ask you if, you if you've had Reiki before, which is a universal life energy. Uh, and then I just explain that you would lie down on, on the massage table, remain fully clothed, um, and that I would do some work off your body, which means I wouldn't be touching you, but I'd be working in your aura um, from an energetic perspective. And then I'd also go along and do some hands-on positions. Um, and so what Reiki does is it works to restore the healthy flow of of life energy within mm. your within your being um, and so from that sort of eastern perspective um, everything's got this life force energy flowing through it and when um, we experience imbalance or unwellness it means that there's a blockage or a disruption to that flow of energy so reiki restores the flow the healthy flow of that energy so it can shift and move things which can translate into um, people um, releasing emotions mm. or um, just feeling one of the immediate benefits of, of Reiki is that a person will feel instantly calm and centered afterwards um, and when we sort of go into that deeper space our body can get on with the work of doing the deeper replenishing rejuvenating restorative work or healing work which in turn brings more energy doesn't it absolutely mm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and so with a healing heart attunement, which is a new service, um, and so it is a one-hour appointment again, and what it is is it's actually about working with a specific issue. So it does require a bit of courage and bravery, but I've had some people come in and work with some really deep issues that they would, would like to clear. Um, and so it's about identifying an issue and then locating that in your body, um, and then I, I go through a Reiki per process called an attunement mm. um, which is basically a really powerful energetic transmission uh, that can help to um, and then I work to clear that energy from the body. Oh wow. Yeah. This is so exciting to me. I, I'm so excited to hear more about it. I am with Helen Collard from the Yumea Centre of Reiki and Wellbeing in Keene Street, Lismore. Helen, we've just been talking about what Reiki is. So tell me more about uh, how you got into it. So what was your personal story that drew you this to this particular modality? I went on a bit of a journey, I think must have been in my mid-twenties. I decided I had a little daydream um, and basically the daydream was that five years had passed and nothing in my life had changed and that gave me a bit of a jolt. So I decided that I needed to, I sort of also had this other little kind of voice that sort of said um, that there was more out there for me 
that I, I, I that there was more that I could do with my life. And so that was enough to sort of spur me on to making a bit of a drastic decision and I sold a car, which I had, and I decided to go travelling on my own. And I knew, I, I had a sense that I was going to be gone for a while and uh, I sort of had a backpack and I ended up being gone for three and a half years and I travelled on my own for all that time and I ended up in um, Queensland for some of that time, in Perth for some of that time and then I went over to uh, Ireland hmm. and I stayed in Ireland for a year. And it was while I was in Ireland that I remembered that I had received Reiki from a friend that I'd met in Perth. And I felt felt drawn to know more about this. And so I went to the library. I was staying in a little village in Ireland called Cove and spelt C-O-B-H. Of course it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and so I went to the library and I borrowed a book on Reiki and I can still see myself sitting at uh, the little kitchen in Cove and uh, looking at this book and thinking, hmm, okay, yeah, I'm getting a bit more information about what this is about. And then it would have been about a week later that I was walking around the streets in Cork and I saw a poster uh, advertising a level one Reiki course. Mm. And so that that was sort of my sign and I felt instantly drawn to to do that course. The first day we got told the history of Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, Which is really important, isn't it? The absolutely. context of how you're working in the modality. Yeah, to understand who are the main players. So in Reiki, we have three Reiki grandmasters. Mm. Um, so three living people that we can identify who they are and, and it's about their story of um, from the, the original um, Reiki grandmaster, Dr. Mikao Asui, who is a Japanese monk um, that is credited with uh, rediscovering the Reiki healing system because we, we understand that the Reiki healing system is actually an ancient healing system that's existed for thousands of years uh, but he he sort of realised that this system existed but it got lost mm. and so he went on a big journey and studied um, lots of sacred texts, mm -hmm. Sanskrit texts, uh, Chinese texts, Japanese texts. He went to all the monasteries and um, it was in the Sanskrit texts that he felt that he found that healing formula and then he went on a pilgrimage and, and meditated and fasted on a mountain, the sacred mountain in Japan, Mount Koryama and and had a basically uh, experienced an attunement um, on, on, on the mountain and it was there that he got the spiritual component to the theory Mm. Um, that that he had found and was able to then bring Reiki back. Um, and he worked in um, the slums of Kyoto in Japan for about seven or eight years with Reiki um, before he then passed it on to the next person. So we learn about the history of Reiki and then if that was something that you wanted to continue with, you turned up at the second time and got the attunements. And then for each week after that, we would practice um, and and so after the 10 weeks, it was a real um, journey of, of being able to, to practice Reiki. And, but also what it was also about was checking in. Mm -hmm. How are we going? How are we going with this shift that's happened? How are we going with this? What's coming up for us? How are we moving through this process? Well, that was going to be my next question. What did the week look like between the two sessions? 
for you, was there anything remarkable that happened in those breaks before meeting up again? Yeah, well, for me, I I can't. For me, that was 10 years ago, so I can't really uh, remember sort of, you know, the details of what was happening for me in between each week. But what I really loved about it was um, that we would get a chance to really check in and talk about how we were feeling and, you know, the different shifts or changes that were, were happening for us, mm. which, as I remember, always seemed to be quite a um, an interesting part of, of, of our gathering. And then after that, we would break up and, and go and practice Reiki and, and exchange treatments. Um, and so the way that I uh, sort of take that learning into the way that I teach Reiki now is... Um, I don't have a 10-week course. I have a weekend course. But then what I do is I have a monthly Reiki circle and that's where people can come, whoever's learnt Reiki, whether they've learnt through me or with someone else and whether they've learnt, um, you know, in the last kind of month or year or 10 years ago and they just think, oh, I really need to reconnect with that again. Mm. Um, so anyone who's learnt Reiki at any time can come to the Reiki circle. It's on the first Thursday of every month and that's my way of providing providing that space to, for everyone to check in and for us to um, exchange treatments uh, to practice. And I also have a topic, um, a different Reiki topic each uh, month. And so where I teach a new tool or technique um, that we can keep sort of deepening and enriching our practice. Mm. So when's your next course that you're teaching again? So I teach Reiki monthly. So there's three levels in Reiki. So there's level one, level two and level three, which is the master course. So I teach the master course by appointment. So if anyone wants to um, progress with their Reiki master, they would just connect with me um, directly and we could arrange that. Um, with level one and level two, I teach them monthly alternately. So hmm. in March, uh, last weekend on the 11th and 12th, whenever that was, <laughs> I taught level one. Mm -hmm. And so next month in April, I'm teaching level two. And then... So if you learnt level one somewhere else, can you come to you for level two? Is that how it works? You can, absolutely. Right. I do have a... I mean, I really value my uh, responsibility to the Usui Reiki tradition mm -hmm. and so as an Asui Reiki teacher uh, I really value the responsibility that I have as a custodian for that healing system and so what I have is a pre-course consultation so people that want to book in with me um, for any course or any level um, come and have a one-hour pre-course consultation with me and what we do is we talk about the course and if it's a level two course or a level three course then I get people to um, cover the essentials of the previous level with me because mm -hmm. uh, it's really important to me that um, that I'm on the same page with people and that I understand that people are ready to progress to the next level, which means that they need to kind of show competency in, in the level before. So I've got a, um, a system and or a document, if you like, um, that outlines all the things that I consider to be the essentials of each level. Um, and so if anyone's interested in learning about that, then they can just contact me um, directly. So my email address is yameacenter at gmail.com. So that's Y-E-M-A-Y-A-C-E-N-T-R-E at gmail.com. 
And I can put uh, the website address up on Aspire Post, which is the Facebook page as well. Oh, that'd be But I perfect. know that you're on Facebook. I am. As well, if people were looking to contact you. Now, Helen, this is your first um, visit to Aspire and I, on behalf of all our listeners, would like to thank you so much for such a um, knowledgeable and articulate and beautiful experience of walking through your journey and also thank you so much for being in Lismore and offering your practice. I have thoroughly enjoyed my time here and, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful and feel blessed to be able to have the Yamea Centre and just to be doing what I really love doing. Wow, you've been listening to AspirePost.com. Tune in next time and find out how you can make change happen.